Jaspers took away. Pelican improved to 21 and 12 with a 113-93 victory over the Indiana Pacers, presented you by DraftKings Sportsbook and Birdsaw Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of Boot Crew Media, located at 918 Porter Street by the Superdome. Give them a call at 504-523-5413 if you or someone you know has been involved in an accident. And be sure to mention we sent you Birdsaw Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of Boot Crew Media, Chris Connor. Chad Chaz joining for the recap. Uh, Chris, we'll start with you. One of the most impressive wins of the year, given the circumstances. No Brandon Ingram, no Zion Williamson, no Herb Jones, no Trey Murphy, no Dyson Daniels. So now you get Willie Hernan Gomez into the rotation. You get Kyra Lewis. You uh, have to start, you know, Jose, CJ, Jackson. Mm-hmm. He's at the four. Yeah. One of the most impressive wins tonight of the season. Yeah, it was you know it was it was nice to see. Um, I mean, to be honest, they've had a lot of these different kind of wins. Maybe you know you've you know you can add add a player or subtract a player here or there throughout. But they've had a lot of these different wins. You know, I dropped a dropped a video uh, this this morning, kind of pertaining to that about Jackson Hayes's game that he had against the Thunder and a little the little small stress that he's been on. But it, tonight was no different. Different guys, and it, you know it's crazy what. A slight improvement in talent and just overall chemistry and confidence together can look like. Certain guys just look, even in a small sample size, they look way better than what you, you know, kind of used to, knowing where to be, knowing how to play. And that allows so many different individuals to step up and step into a role, whether they're minutes of promise night to night. And a lot of these dudes gotta, they gotta find a way to produce in those minutes because they're fighting for opportunities. And money, you know, so it's it's a very interesting mix, but you know, great win. Chaz, you know, on our podcast, we, we call it how we see it. You know, if you're bad, you're bad. If you're good, you're good. Uh lately we've called out Coach Green for certain rotations, whatever it may be. But you gotta admit, Chaz, you have to admit he has his guys ready to play one through fifteen. It doesn't matter if it's Kyrie Lewis, Billy Hernan Gomez, Jackson Hayes being inserted in the starting lineup, he gets his guys ready to play night in and night out. I don't have to admit that because I totally disagree. I think tonight um, they were ready to play. Um, I think they showed up tonight. Way to redeem yourself after a bad game. But but I will say this. Even with the way the game started, a guy I got to give some credit to is CJ. I thought CJ was attempting to make the right play a lot of times with feed and JV. You know, just the pass kind of aired a little bit. But the, the idea was – it was right there. Like, you know, he made the he made the right decision. Um, thought to, to Willie's credit, I thought he called the timeout the right time in uh, in the second, called it, didn't yep. wait for the lead to totally deteriorate. Now I thought that was the most impressive thing I saw all night. Was really impressed by some of the actions the guys were diving. There was a sequence to where um man, I think I forget who I think Jose, no, Graham was on the corner on the wing. And he gave it to Jose and Billy dived at the right, like the perfect time. And Jose swung at the Najee for a big three. And I was like, yo, that was just a beautiful brand of basketball. So just an applause to the staff and um, the guys for being uh, ready tonight. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Chris. You know, we talk about, it's hard now to talk about trade targets 
for this team because you know we want to take this team to the next level. But I can't tell you how important it is for Devontae Graham and Jackson Hayes to be playing good at this moment in time right now. I see you rolling your eyes. I'm not saying that these are I'm just saying that <laughs> you you get this type of listen, we've been hard on Jackson Hayes, but these last two or three games when he's had opportunities to play, he's done a lot of good things. That block in the first quarter tonight when he just pinned it against the uh, glass mm-hmm. and went the other so, way. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he's also he's also slot cutting from the corner. Mm-hmm. Is it starting to click a little bit for Jackson Hayes? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and, 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 and I, I don't think you can really you can really answer it, mainly because we've seen this before and the interesting part about Jackson is that every time he does his routine, he adds a different, you know, a different act to the bag when he comes back. Right. So maybe maybe last year it was uh, something, you know, closeouts defensively. Maybe the year before that it was three point shooting this year. Yeah, he looks he looks a lot smarter and a lot more comfortable. Um, and when he's able to do that, some of his underrated gifts shine. He's he doesn't get enough credit for how much of how good of a passer he is. Like Jackson, Jackson has really, really good, um, really good feel for being able to catch and make the right pass, whether it be slot cutters, whether it be a bounce pass, whether it be to the opposite corner. Just when he knows what he's doing, he's completely locked in, you know. But um, <laughs> you know, you mentioned Devontae and you mentioned Jackson, and I know a lot of people. Are, this is the perfect time for folks, and this is this is a negative. The perfect time for folks say, "Hey, I told you guys." This team is deep. You don't need to trade or move anybody. That is not the reality, especially if you know, and a lot of us in here know, there are a lot of people in that building around that have been waiting for certain guys to play well and really show what they can do for them to be assets down the line. Regardless, I'm happy that they're playing well. And whatever their future is on this team, I hope that we can continue to see more of what we've been seeing, you know, as of late. Yeah, uh, Chaz, another guy. It was it was good to see him. It, it should, I think, the Pelicans uh, Twitter tweeted this out tonight. But Kyrie hit a three. It was like the first. It was the first time he scored in, inside the Smith King Center in 338 days. You got to feel just really good for a kid that had a devastating injury, a torn ACL, uh, and built his way back. And then for him to, you know, I'm not saying this was like a highlight box score, you know, game for Kyrie, but seven points, sixteen minutes. Uh, he's been bouncing out of the G League back and forth. It was good to see him on the court tonight. Yeah, I would say independent of anything he contributed on the court, just coming back from a devastating injury like that, especially at such a young age. Yeah, His his career has been nothing but turmoil since he's gotten to the league, drafted during COVID year, different head coaches, just devastating injury. Guy just couldn't catch a break, man. So knowing all that he had to battle through with the rehab and not getting minutes, even not getting minutes last year prior to getting injured. It's, it's just a happy, you know, to see that guy out there, man, doing what he loves to do. Still looks fast, still has that explosiveness. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that he, his debut was against Therese Halliburton. How, how I thought about that, that tonight. I thought about that yeah, tonight. I, I didn't think about that. Tyrese yeah. Halliburton, for you who don't know, was drafted the slot before to the Sacramento Kings in the mm-hmm. 2020 draft. Yeah. Justin, can I – can I add something to what to what Chaz was saying there um, about Kyra? I I do want to point out um, with box like listen seven points him playing the most minutes he has I believe all all season is great, but what stuck out the most and was really good for a dude that's coming back from from that kind of injury or just where he's at in his career with the future being you know completely up up in arms 
as a as a former lottery pick, he just looked confident. Every time he got the basketball, whether it was a, you know, step in midi, yeah. confident in it, very sure of what he wanted to do. The corner three, finishing in traffic, which is something that we've always, for a guy that his fat with this as fast as he is, as athletic as he is, even wanted to see that better. I mean, he looked the minute he stepped on the floor, he jumped off the screen for someone I hadn't seen. Like you wouldn't have been able to tell me he's still working his way back. And that was good to see. I don't know what it means for a long time, a long term. And even if it's just for just for a night, that's as good for a dude like that. that we've been needing yeah. to see that confidence continue to build. Yeah, you can tell the team, the staff loves, you know, loves Kyra. They're always happy when he's in the building. Uh, Chaz, I was actually thinking about what you had said previously on a couple other shows. You remember that time Kyra, here's Ross Tim and I joined the show. Remember the time Kyra was actually like, like he couldn't bring up the bat. He couldn't bring up the courts. He had to give up to Garrett Temple. And at yeah. Chris's point, he didn't. He was waving people off tonight. He looked confident. He looked like he was ready to go. Uh, Ross Tibbett joined the show once again, presented by Company Burger, located 4600 Ferret Street. Chris, another guy you and Lee have been talking about, Jonas Valanciunas with uh, Chris and Ross. Um, another double double tight, his 300th, I believe, in mm-hmm. his career. Yeah. Uh, you know what's not talked about enough with him is that that dude shows up no matter what, night in and night out. I, you know, I've been tough on him. A lot of the fan base has been tough on him. But you know what? You know, no matter what, that dude's going to lace him up and he's going to give it his all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talk about the struggles that he has against certain matchups. You know, I mean, he's he's so he's so his his availability is probably working against him right now, right? <laughs> that where he just doesn't refuses to miss time, refuses to let the smallest of things get to him. Headache, bone bruise, whatever, what whatever your stomach flu, whatever Jonas is going through, he's just you just can count on him and pencil him in the star lineup. And against a matchup like tonight, where I wonder early on with some of the ball movement and the way that you know Indiana typically shares the ball and attacks you from outside. I wonder if this will be a Larry game, but it wasn't because he did what he's supposed to do. Dominate, dominate the paint, dominate the boards. And then Indiana has to be the one to end up making the changes. And that's all you really want to see from this team. You want to see the Pelicans be the ones to force teams to switch styles versus it being in the inverse. And shout out to Jonas, man, for having, having a, you know, a, uh, you know, a career accolade tonight. 20 and 10, again, playing better as of as of late since the last negative conversation that we had about him, which will happen again. It's a part of it, but good for him, man. Ross, he was second in the team in assists tonight. You know, Colin <laughs> Trunas, second, he had five. CJ had six. Yeah, I, I mean, no, he played well. Look, we were there. Um, it, it, you hit it on the head. He just, he shows up and... You know, when, once you get to a certain level of this league, I think we've all seen it, even with some of our own guys. Um, best ability is uh, best ability is availability, right? Um, and if nothing else, even for you know the obvious, I won't say downfalls in his game, but but the obvious negatives to his game, the one thing you can count on is he's going to show up and he's going to play. Uh, he never gets hurt. You know, knock on wood. Um, mm-hmm. Shows up and he plays hard doesn't always be as successful as I think we would like just because the matchups don't work for his style of play all the time, but he's a guy you got to respect. Um, you know, I, I like having him on our team just because be out there and watch him. He plays hard. He gets banged around. Um, never quits playing. Seems like a good guy. Yeah. I, I really like, you know, I liked watching him tonight, but I just respect the shit out of him. 
Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he he just never misses anything. I, I don't know how many games he's missed in, since his Pelicans first started, but it's not a lot. Uh, Chaz, another guy, we got to talk about CJ McCollum, but not going to talk about it offensively or what he does, but I think this is a kind of a big uh, stat in which we talked about before the beginning of the year, CJ McCollum's free throw shooting. He, I think he shot a career worth 68% from last year. This year he's shooting 88 per, 83% from the line and it's 29 of 33 in the month of December, which is at an 88% clip. Um, you know, with free throws, that I feel like it's a confidence thing because he's such a great shooter, but we couldn't figure out why he was such a great shooter and why he struggled at the free throw line. Well, it seems like he's fixed something. I don't know what you're seeing. Is he getting his legs back? Uh, but CJ McComb looks like he's in a, a lot better groove over these last seven to ten days. From the line specifically? Well, just both. I mean, his game looks a lot better and from the free throw line. Because you you had mentioned it a while back. He struggles on the free throw line. He's yeah. been really good over the last um, month. As, as pertaining to his game specifically, I, I would say, you know, he's in a more in a position that he's familiar with as the number two option. I think that has a huge, um, you know, part to do with it. Um, to Jonas's credit, you know, can't make the club in the tub. Jonas is probably the worst guy to have on this team. If you're a guy who misses a lot of games, it makes you look bad. But, um, you know, to CJ's credit, you know, especially a game like tonight, you know, stepped up, did some great facilitating, knocked his free throws down. Again, uh, I felt like early in the game, he was trying to get the ball to JV, um, made a lot of good decisions. I felt like rebounded. Impre- I, I, I was really impressed with some of his rebounding tonight. Um, you just saw all the seven just, rebounds. Chad, yeah, seven I, and, rebounds. It, and they were noticeable rebounds. You just saw a very smart basketball team tonight. Um, could be a flash in the pan. Could could be. I mean, it could be a changing of the guard. You know, as far as um. You know, things clicking for guys, but you saw Jackson Hayes boxing out. So Devontae Graham always plays really solid defense, but you saw guys not forcing the issue uh, more often than not tonight. Chris, you ready for this stat? Listen. Jackson Hayes, nine rebounds tonight. What's, what's, uh, man, like it's crazy that, that, uh, three blocks. No one, no one can see what I what I made my name today. It's 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 that's oh, yeah, it's, it's, not it's, it's not it's not trade it's not a, value trade value. Listen, it's a weird situation to be in where we've been talking so much about what this team, like the finishing parts of this particular team, should look like, or what's going to help them um, with what we've seen so far. And there's still a lot of questions. Uh, and now you get an opportunity to to see Jackson play well again, and some of it being at center. I, uh, I again, I don't know what to make of it because it's clear that that he's an individual. He just does things for this team when he's completely locked in that no one else can do currently on the roster. But yo, I mean, at at worst, he is really catching the eyes of a lot of teams, and he probably I mean he was already around the league. And if the Pelicans look to make a move, you know, he should once again be a be a hot name as he was last year. You know, when we were talking about him or not. Right. That was the com- that was the conversation. And then Jack just took off. And it was like, all right, well, you know, you can't trade him now. You know, but I, I mean, I'm just happy. I'm happy he, he's playing well. And hopefully this leads to him, you know, turning that corner like we've seen some other big men going into that second contract and beyond wherever it is. 
Yeah. Ross, you mentioned to me tonight we went to the game together. Uh, it looks like he's starting to figure it out. Uh, I feel like every year he goes through the same thing. He has the fr- a horrendous October and November. Then he starts figuring out December, and then we're all – everybody's in on Jackson Hayes. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we temper yeah. expectations? What is because does he play? Does he play? I want to hear Chaz's thought too. Does he play with a fully healthy roster? Oh, I, I will. I'll, 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 let, I'll leave that second question to Chaz, but I will say this. <clears throat> and I told you that we were, I said this at the game. I, I think this was the best defensive game he has played in a Pelicans uniform. Hands down. It, it was the first time that I've seen. And, and look, I'm sure there are people that have watched more games than me. I think it's a very small list of people, but they're, I'm sure they're out there. Tonight is the first time, and I and he did it multiple times, where I saw him off the ball as, a, as not even a secondary, as a, as a weak side defender, come in and make plays. He showed more basketball IQ tonight than I've seen three and a half years of just understanding what's going on, understanding what the other team is trying to do, understanding where the weaknesses are and, and how to exploit them. He made more plays from the weak side tonight than I'm, I'm serious, I, I, than I've seen ever seen him make. I think it was his best defensive game. I don't even care what he did on offense because he's always going to kind of do the same stuff on offense. He's going to get some putbacks. He's going to get a, a, you know, just the fact that he gets out and runs hard, he's going to get a dunk or two. I don't even care about any of that. Tonight was the best I've seen him play in terms of understanding where to be on the defensive end. And if, if Willie has shown one thing in his year and a half of the coach, he's not going to play guys that can't understand what the hell they're doing on defense. So, you know, look, what that means for his trade value, uh, whether he plays when everybody's healthy, you know, I don't know. I, I think he do, I think there are definitely opportunities for him to play when everyone's healthy, if he's going to play how he played tonight. Um, but in any case, just seeing him grow, and maybe it was a flash in the pan, um, but seeing him grow and seeing the way he played tonight at least gives me optimism, whether it's here or somewhere else, that at least he's, like, getting better as a player. Chaz, fully healthy, does he does he see the court? Um, because he brings something different than Larry does, and it's not not towards Larry or anybody or even Billy. Yeah. It's just he's such a freak on both ends of the court. Oh, there's Chris Connor. That eyes lit up. He's incredible. If he's going to be able to be that kind of, I guess, rim protector, that's what this team needs. Well, I think truthfully, it's going it would boil down to trade trades minutes, um, Jackson's minutes or JV's minutes. Cause we know like Larry is pretty much like glued and he's a stable in this, in this rotation with Willie. So his minutes are now for discussion. So it would have to be Trey's minutes, um, Larry's minutes, or, uh, who did I say? Some, maybe some of JV's minutes, some of JV's minutes gets trimmed. Chaz, I mean, it feels to me just, and I'm sorry to cut you out. It feels to me like Mm -hmm. JV, right? Because there's clear matchup things. That the Jacks does the JV doesn't, but it, uh, yeah, I'll let you continue and expound on what you were where you were going. Yeah, you know, and I, and I agree with that. I think fully healthy is very difficult to maximize JV. So you would need a, a guy like a garbage man type guy like Jacks, like rim runner, you know, rim defender guy with switchability. It's hard to maximize JV offensively uh, when this roster is healthy. So you would see him take some of JV's minutes um, if you were going to continue to see. 
JV get the same minutes, I think Trey would probably be the more obvious guy just due to a lack of positional versatility. Um, again, I, Larry's minutes ain't going nowhere if he's healthy, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, um, I again, I, I, I kind of think Jack's like even with the best case scenario, us retaining Jacks for you know decent contract. You know, if you if you're willing to punt, you know, 20, 30 games every season on him, you know, to start the season, uh, you know, it's cool, but it, it he is like a one of a kind guy out there. Nine times out of ten, he steps on the court, he's gonna be the best athlete. That's what makes it so frustrating, like to just accept the sunk cost. Justin, but yeah, and before you get going again, it's it, you know, when I think about it. You know, Chaz and, and Chris, I think you guys both pointed this person out. Uh, and I'm not saying, hey, you know, Jackson does all the same things that, that Mo Bamba can do. But on the defensive end, the way he played tonight, I think there's a lot of similarities in terms of being a deterrent at the rim. And, and, and more so than that, the ability to run. He, he just – he can – you know, I hate to use the term because it's a weird football term, but like he can stretch the floor and transition in a way that obviously Valanciunas never will be able to, but even in a way that, that Larry isn't. Um, and so I guess as, as I think about it, right, we've all sort of not vouched for, but we've all said like, oh, Mobamba would be an interesting player on this team. Well, like you're not going to give up Valanciunas to get him, right? And you're likely not going to give up Larry to get him. And so let's just assume in a hypothetical that you, you got a, a Mobamba type. Well, I think if Jackson plays the way he plays tonight, whatever minutes we would be seeing Mobamba step into is likely the same type of minutes that Jackson could see if he continues to play this way. I, whether he can or can't is a totally separate question for me. Cool. I, I'm I'm still low optimism that we'll see this consistently because we haven't seen it yet. But no, I guess that's where my my mindset was. Chris, does it matter that Jackson can't shoot threes? I mean, he's just not he he just can't shoot threes. Does it does that matter to you? No, if he when you when you're that kind of athlete, all you have to all you have to do is move off the ball. You know, you know what I'm saying. You put yourself in the right position, people. When you have that level of athleticism, it changes the way people people look to defend or guard you, and so on and so forth. You know, you know when he gets any type of head full of steam, he's he's trying to duck on someone. But if he puts himself in the right position, it's going to allow him either to you know to get an attack at the basket or being able to find someone else, like we've seen him do when he's simply just just moving and not being stationary antonio dames talked about it you me and you talked about it um a lot of the cutting that he did before versus what we saw last year especially in the playoffs against phoenix when things didn't go well he just sat he sat in the corner so no i I don't i don't think i mean it's it's a luxury to have for a guy like him and what this team needs depending on if you use him in the right spaces i don't see it being a need yeah, uh, Chaz, last thing we'll wrap it up here, but I had a tweet yesterday. I looked at all of our Christmas Day records from about 2012. We had some wins with five, nine, eight. We're talking eight and 22, nine and 21, things like that. Last year, at this point, we were 12 and 21. It's basically been flipped. If we're 21 and 12 now, um, you know, what? where can this team go from here? Because they continuously win without their two best players, night in and night out. Can this team figure it out with those two guys in? Because you're a big guy that says, well, we need to see if this team is fully healthy because I think there's still a lot of questions remaining on what the rotation and lineup should be moving forward. Looks like Brandon Ingham's starting to get back, got some work in tonight. Zion Williamson should be back on Wednesday or Friday. 
you know, what, does this team just need more games together? Because there's not a lot of time left for the trade deadline. Um, truthfully, I, I do think this team needs, I think they need significant, not, and not just more games together necessarily, even if they didn't have all the games together, but there was a, a certain amount of buy-in from certain guys like, yo, I'm, I'm comfortable and content playing this role or I'm comfortable and content playing that role. That way, I, when I come back, it's like a seamless transition. I think if that was more of a thing, then it would be, you know, it would be less of a question. I, I still question what this team's identity is. Like tonight, it looked like a super efficient, smart team. And when I don't believe them to be that. And uh, you, they could play against OKC, and they're just knocking out a bunch of threes. And he's like, that, that's not how we play, really. So it's just there's really no identity just yet. So I think you have to get look tonight, great win. But the ceiling of this team lies in those three guys figuring it out. Uh, so I think you have to see them on the floor together consistently to know where this team is headed. To even know what you, I don't think you need to know what you need. But you do need to see them consistently to figure out this team ceiling. You need to know who they are. Yeah, they just yeah. need to know who they are, basically. Awesome. Yeah, no, I was just going to point something out. You know, early in the year, I think we, you know, there were a lot of questions about CJ and just pulls it up. You know, October 29% from three, November 37% from three. He's now, after tonight, for December, up over 40% from three. I think we, there were some question marks there. We all, or there were questions, right? I think. A few of us said, mm, "Trust him that the, the the shooting will come around." He's a career forty percent three point shooter. I, you know, I, I just wanted to point that out as a guy that's starting to get going. I think he's now, you know, back to the mean for his career. So that that's a positive as we move forward. But I did want to just pose the question to to Chaz, just because you've been hard on him this year. Who do you give credit for the win tonight? Uh. Circumstance. There's only one. There's only there's only one answer. So I, I just want to hear. I just want to hear what you. I just want to. You know what? You know what? It's funny. It's funny you asked me that because I hope y'all don't mind. I have a guest on this show because you know I'm hard on you know people sometimes. There we go. Who do you give credit for the win tonight? <laughs> Circumstances. No, look, look at this. Look, look. This is hold. Because I, I, I knew this was gonna come up. Right. I will say this. This same team, fully healthy, got curb stomped by the Pacers the last game. The same team, fully healthy, got curb stopped by the Portland sure Trailblazers, minus Damian Lillard, minus Nurkic, minus everybody, right? I can't give Coach that much credit for knowing <laughs> oh, when to call. Look, just <laughs> knowing when to call a timeout. Because that's been my main he called issue. He called two good timeouts. He called two of them. You admitted to it. He, he, he called, called two of them. And, and he got in Billy's ass. On the yeah, other one was really audible that you know, he, he went after Billy. It was really audible. But I'm just like, the like Jackson the, first, the timeout in the first quarter yeah. was a great timeout. And yeah. after he called that timeout, we went on a big run. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying, and look, and I told Justin this before the game. I said tonight's a culture game, right? They're they're well, it's not a culture; it's an organizational game. Good teams, good teams, right? With good players, are easy to evaluate. You know, they they usually win most games. If you have better players than the other team, mm-hmm. more times than not, you're going to win. Eh, you may lose here and there, but overall, you're going to be in the playoffs. Yada yada yada. Um, I felt like tonight, and I'm I'm not putting. Willie Green in this group. Okay. I just, but I'm just, but what I'm saying is when I think about over history, teams that generally win when their players are out, you know, you think about Spurs, Heat, the Heat tonight, tonight 
Yeah, he's the night the Mavericks when Carlisle was there always kind of had these weird teams, right? But then it's like, oh shit, they still play good. There, there's a handful of teams that because the organization is pretty good, they seem to draft okay. The guys at the end of the bench when they have to play, they step up. Tonight, to me, felt like a thumbs up for the organization because all of the guys that don't always play a lot, they have to be ready to play. When the good guys get hurt, they get COVID, whatever it is. And me and Justin before the game, I said, mm, this feels like a game that I think we're going to win because the organization is in a different spot today than it was two years ago. There are now expectations. There are now requirements of the guys that are on the end of the bench that don't play every night. And I'm talking about the Hernan Gomez, Devontae, those guys, Kyra, all those guys that we just gave credit to, that when it's their time, they're ready. And, yes, they're professionals. I understand it's uh, it's incumbent upon them to be ready, but I got to give credit to Willie Green for making sure those guys, for when those guys, and this doesn't always carry it up to the playoffs. I'm not mm-hmm. saying we're going to win the title, but what I am saying is, for me, there's a lot of optimism that over the course of the ten, you know, over the course of the next few years, no matter who's in, who's out, everything else, like this, that to me, we now look like a team that you can pencil in as a consistent middle of the road at worst, um, you know, five, six seed moving forward because I think we're going to win a lot of games no matter what. Jarrett literally joined the stream from the oh, call. What a we're, we're literally wrapping I'll up with Jarrett. But Jarrett, why don't you close us out tonight? Um, fantastic <laughs> win. I'm putting you right on the spot. You're in the car. Uh, I'm you driving see, too. You know, team win tonight. What you said, Justin uh, Ross said something crazy. What you said? We're literally wrapping up. So you're our final thought tonight. You're literally joining us from the car. You know, team win tonight. What would you say? Um, I saw a, a couple good things. Uh, I saw Najee playing like really free and open. Um, I saw a conservative effort to give JB the ball when he has a mismatch. Uh, uh, I think the defense was really important, right? Um, yeah. You got to think about the, the, the paces, which were, were fourth in May threes in the NBA. Now they're sixth after facing the Pelicans. They averaged 14, almost 15 threes, three, almost 15 May threes a game. They had nine tonight. Were they just missing or were the, was the Pelicans defense actually good? And I think they were there a lot of the times. I mean, a lot of the times we were late on threes. They made us pay the Miles Turner threes, right? Um so and you weren't going to keep that team down for long, but I think they made a concerted effort to run them off the three-point line, try to get them downhill and kind of contest without fouling, right? Uh, uh, Jackson Hayes yeah. was going up vertical a lot. Even the, the foul that he called on Najee late in the game was, I think he was vertical. Um, Jackson with the two-handed palm block, like there was a lot of chase down blocks. So um, I thought that was just an, a concerted effort to do like little things great team rebounding right it wasn't just hey leave it to jv allow him to rebound yeah. everything like no i think i think jackson ended up with nine rebounds so like yeah you know i, I think we did an all-around good job on, on the little things tonight yeah we we just literally highlight that chris would you still trade for miles turner is that a thing because i know you were talking about what are we talking <laughs> I, about tonight i would Twitter I, would, I would still i i mean i don't know the price but yes i would still trade for miles turner um i don't i'm not pivoting off that i would 
I would. It really was one game, y'all. Yeah, I mean, I mean what's the, what's the, the same guy, the same guy had a had a career night against the Pelicans. The last, I mean, you know, I, I would trade for a lot of guys. Still, I'm not like they beat immediate. The Pacers are coming back down to earth. They're, you know, they were supposed to be a, a bad to mediocre team. Some nights, you know, they're inconsistent. They're young. They're mediocre to bad, depending on who they're playing. Unless it's the Lakers or unless it's the Pelicans earlier in the year. And look, the Pelicans will continue almost. If they if 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 we go out there, it just feels like right now, you know, us five, okay, you know, uh Ross US Center, if we go out there, nine times out of ten, if you if they are going against a bad or mediocre team, the Pelicans are gonna make it competitive if they don't come away with the win. I'm not concerned about that anymore. It's the ceiling, this core getting together, and what are that beyond this is what I want to see. And if Miles Turner helps that and it doesn't come at a ridiculous rate, count me in. I like it. Um, we play Wednesday against the T Wolves. Once again, presented by DraftKings Company Burger, New York Life, and Birdsaw Law Firm. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of Boot Crew Media and the NBA. Bet five dollars any new user, you can win one hundred fifty dollars in free bets by any by betting on any NBA team and use code Boot. That's right, five dollars will win you one hundred fifty dollars. So if you would bet the Pelicans tonight, you would win one hundred fifty bucks. Um, twenty one twelve. It's pretty fucking good. Damn it. I was supposed to go through this whole podcast without cursing, and I just literally did it with 33 <laughs> minutes into it. I'm getting out of here. That's my first F-bomb in like a week. I'm so upset at myself. Chaz, Ross, Chris Connor, five, joining five. Always good to see you, brother. All right. We'll see y'all later. Like, comment, subscribe. and mess that one up, too. I'll see y'all later.